Are you ready to boss up and start that business? You're listening to Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. My name is Beatriz Rivera, and this show is my empowerment tool and community builder. My mission is to help queer and walk, that's queer and women of color, start their businesses with accountability, clarity, and most of all, confidence. On this podcast, I go over the question, can entrepreneurship help us reach our potential? I talk about my hardships, my wins, and you'll even hear how other queer and women of color have navigated and come to own their entrepreneur identity. I'm a social worker turned entrepreneur coach, and as such, of course, I'm going to give you tips, inspiration, and maybe even some laughs to help you not just start, but transform into that boss. What is up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. My name is Beatriz. I am an entrepreneur coach for women of color, BIPOC, and queer entrepreneurs who want to walk along their journey like a boss. Welcome to episode six. Today, I want to talk to you about how to sell without feeling the guilt of capitalism because... If you have any values of community, of building something impactful, having value, and not just selling, right, for the purpose of making more money, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of folks, including myself, had a lot of darkness and fear around selling or even pitching my services because I was afraid that I would be perceived as someone who doesn't really care about my community and all I really care about is selling my coaching or selling whatever I'm selling on social media which frankly on social media that's where I started to really introduce who I am and my services On social media, I never really went on there before that. I guess I had my own account, personal account. And you might even, if you scroll all the way down onto my personal account, you'll see that I have a lot of personal stuff that I posted from way back a long time ago. And I honestly, when I started my business, all I did was I didn't create a new business account on social media. I just started using my personal one, which then I then made into my business one. And the reasoning for that was I did not want to start an audience from scratch. I wanted to use the current network that I had and let them know what my new ventures were, what my new services were. And honestly, to me, I thought to myself, anybody who's going to unfollow me, then that's okay. It means we're not We don't have a close relationship and they're not interested in what I'm selling or what I'm providing and they're not interested in supporting that journey and that is totally okay. If you are just starting your business, social media might be the very first avenue or channel where you will experiment, starting to pitch, starting to tell people who you are, what your services are, what you sell. and. Honestly, you can start a brand new account and create a whole audience or community from scratch, or you can use what you have. I I don't think one way is better than the other. I just figured I'd use my current network. And I'm okay with that. Sometimes 
I will, I'm, frankly, I have thought about, should I have started a social media account, business one, separate to my personal one? Sometimes I do think about that because I sometimes I like to post some of my personal stuff on my business account or I don't want to post personal stuff on my business account or whatever. There's certain little reasons why I think about that, but it is what it is. And that's where it is. I might start a personal account, a whole new one in the future. But at the end of the day, wherever I'm at on social media, my business is me. My business is me and I am my business. So it's all the same. But if you want to start selling without the guilt of capitalism, here are a few tips and tricks that I've thought about or that I've come to reflect on based on my experience and my journey. So let's get started. Number one is being transparent. What I mean by that is that if you value transparency, honesty, authenticity, all of those things within yourself, and in other brands, practice that in your business as well. Practice that in pitching. Practice that in selling as well. And that means sharing with your customers your values. You know that you value community or maybe you value relationships. Maybe you value creating an impact. Whatever your values are, share them with your clients, with your customers, and be transparent about them. I know that it's tough to figure out what does it mean or what does it look like to be transparent when you begin to talk about yourself and your services and when it doesn't feel natural, when it feels a little icky or a little misaligned, meaning you have a feeling in your gut that the way that you are talking about your services is not you. That should be an indicator for you and realize that something is off. Maybe there is something that you're not being transparent about, or maybe you are not feeling called to a specific tactic that you're using. And I will talk more about tactic later, but being transparent about your values and you understanding your values as well and knowing them well and being firm to them is a huge deal. It's big. And the sooner that you figure out what your values are, the easier it becomes later on to feel natural about what you want to sell and what you want people to know about the business that you're creating. Number two is remembering your mission and your vision. Okay. It's very basic. You do this in the very beginning of starting a business. You think about your mission, your vision, and your why. You think about why are you starting your business? Why do you want to pursue the goals that you want to pursue through creating a business? Sometimes I think that we forget that creating a business or starting a business is not really the end goal. It's more of the vehicle towards a larger goal, a larger value. I was talking to a colleague of mine, a fellow coach, who let me know that the reason why they started their business was because they have values in freedom. They want to have flexibility 
And I resonated with that because I also started my business to have more freedom and to have more flexibility, which I definitely do have. But at the end of the day, that is a personal value that I'm working towards and wanting to get to with my business because right now that's not where I'm at. Yes, I have more flexibility and freedom, but I'm putting that and investing that into my business so that later on I have the necessary income and finances that I need to sustain myself and be able to be flexible with my time, be able to travel, be able to spend time with family and still know that I'm not in an urgent or state of urgency or survival. But there's also the larger mission. What kind of impact do I want my business to create? I want my business to be the one to reach this goal while I'm the business. I'm the person behind the business. The business is the vehicle that drives it towards the mission. And my mission is I want to create confidence and I want other business owners, other women of color, BIPOC and queer entrepreneurs to know that they can create impact and that they can be confident and that they can take up space and that they can create a business that is impactful without having to conform to all of these other strategies or tactics that are just not in alignment with who we are as women of color, BIPOC or queer people. And so that is my mission. That is my vision. And I'm doing it through business because I want that. And I also want to be able to know that I created something from scratch. I created something from my belief in myself that I could build something from the ground up and survive from it and be able to still support myself and my family and create flexibility. And there's just a lot there for me. I also have a lot of values and hard work and creating a business in general there's a legacy my dad is an entrepreneur he built a business from the ground up and he's had failures along the way as well and I'm just getting used to taking risks to believing in myself to taking up space those are all things that I'm so happy and grateful to be able to experience because of my decision to start a business and and so I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back for anything in the world. Remember your mission, remember your vision, remember your why and still connecting back to your own personal values and then how your business is working to get to the larger mission that you have for the larger goal that is bigger than you. Okay. Number 3. This one is very important. Number three is take your time building high quality products and services. Okay. I know that it can feel very urgent, especially if you're starting a business because there's these value of flexibility or maybe you want to make more money, which I know that's definitely a part, a big part of it for a lot of us. And I would say that when that is front of mind, when making more money or having flexibility or freedom is top of mind, sometimes that 
can block us from the ability to create high quality services because we're just trying to create something. We're trying to create a quick product here, a quick service there, and then just put it out. And and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when then you deliver that service or that product and it's not the best that you know that you can make it. And I'm not saying be a perfectionist. Definitely give yourself the grace and the flexibility to be self-aware when you're being a perfectionist. But also, if you are somebody that likes to have their T's crossed and I's dotted, that take your time to do that. It's okay. You don't. You're, there's no rush unless, obviously, I, I tend to think a lot about folks who start businesses because of dire circumstances when maybe they have no other choice or maybe they can't find work or a job and it's now just coming to this like final option of I have to make something work and I need to put it out and I need to figure out how I'm going to make money and that's a survival mindset and that's okay. Not everyone can control that situation or circumstance. But if you're not in that mindset, if you're not in that circumstance, take your time. It's okay. You, If you have the support of the people around you, the, your loved ones, your friends, your support network, take your time, receive feedback, input that feedback into your products, into your services, reiterate, experiment, explore, and put it out, get some more feedback and make it better. And then you can launch something that you feel good about. That you've taken your time to do your research for. You've taken your time getting feedback and iterating and creating something from the consensus and the community that you're trying to serve. And you're not just putting something quick and together just so that you can see if it works and trying to basically throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what works. If you're not that person, I know for some people that works and that's fine. But if that's not the type of person that you are, you need to identify that and take your time. Take your time creating that quality. There's no rush here. And along with that, bring your customers in. I think the best thing about creating something new or a service is that you're involving the community that you actually want to serve. And when you do that, it feels so much better to know that you created something that is actually from the minds and the people that need it and not just you trying to guess and trying to just sell something because you need something to sell. <laughs> you know what I mean? So take your time, bring your customers in into your creation process, bring your clients in into your creation process. And iterate and experiment, get feedback and take it from there. Okay, number four, and I talked a little bit about this earlier, about tactics. One of the biggest tactics that I see all the time and that I realize that I don't align with a lot is this tactic around selling urgency, right? Or selling like time limited things <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, like I've tried it before. I think I tried to sell coaching calls at the end of the year. Last year, I told myself, hey, you know what? Let me try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but let me try it. I built out a timeline. I said, I'm going to propose this to my email list. And I'm going to say, hey, I'm offering 
my services at a discounted rate only up until this time. And if you're interested, please book a call with me before this time. <laughs> and we see it in a lot of books around how to create anticipation and how to create a pre-launching type of technique or, or pre-launching marketing strategy for anything that you're selling. And it involves a lot of like anticipation and limited time offers and whatnot. But I think what was difficult for me when I was doing it, it was more of I really don't have an urgency right now. I really don't have the need to make sure that people rush in to, towards me and ask and and want to schedule a call with me right now. Some people might disagree with me or may have differing viewpoints as to, well, it works. It helps launch 50K launches or whatever. But if it doesn't work, just because for you, there really is no urgency and you're really just trying to take your time figuring it out. That's okay. That's okay. But urgent selling and in those types of tactics that may not reflect the current situation that you're in, it might be something that you might be able to employ later on in your entrepreneur journey. But sometimes the these tactics don't work because we're just n simply not in that stage of our entrepreneur journey yet sometimes we're still trying to just figure out what does it mean to be an entrepreneur sometimes we're still just trying to figure out who am i as an entrepreneur who am i as a person who sells who am i as a person who lets people know what i do who networks because trust me i was not the person that networked or went out and just easily talked to folks and just let folks know this is what I do. Like, I never did that. I'm an introvert. So I never had to learn how to do that. I had a stable job. And in my process as a new entrepreneur, in the stage that I was in in my current life, I simply had to figure out what it looked like for me to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur in the current stage of my life, which is somebody that's transitioning from nine to five to business owner, to coach, to full-time coach or full-time business owner. And now I help my clients cultivate that entrepreneur identity and mindset because I had to do that first. I had to figure out that first. And in the beginning of my coaching journey or like beginning to let people know that I sell coaching or that I provide coaching for entrepreneurs and business owners, I I was figuring that out. And, and that's okay. It just, it took time. And I'm still getting coached. And now I realize that those techniques back then just didn't work for me because that's not in this, this stage where I was at. If learning about entrepreneurship, learning about business or principles or specific tactics i'm not saying that they don't work i'm just saying be aware of when those techniques are just not the techniques that are appropriate right now they might work later on but sometimes they're just not going to align with where you are in your process and your journey okay and 
lastly, number five is collaborate and partner with other folks who are also trying to figure it out, who are also growing in their journey, who are also in the same stage or trenches as you in your current journey. You have no idea how good it feels, or maybe you do, (laughs) but it feels so good to meet a group of people or meet someone and you're hearing their story and you realize that their struggles are struggles that you're going through as well. And when you can find a community who has is going through that or maybe they've gone through that and they can really provide some advice or some insight, that feels so good because you're not alone in your struggle, in the challenges that you're facing as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And partnering up, collaborating, finding ways to grow together, that is a true way to be able to then you feel confident about your process because you know that you're not the only one feeling like shit trying to figure out what does it look like for me to go out and sell something and not contribute to this system that we call capitalism. (laughs) But I'm finding other folks that feel the same way and are finding ways to do it. And I can learn from them. And they can learn from me as well. So I'm going to go over these five things one last time. Number one is be transparent. Just be transparent with your customers, share your values, be aware of your own values. Number two is remember your mission, your vision, and your why. Remember that all of this is for a bigger purpose. Number three is take your time. Take your time creating quality services. Get feedback. Iterate. Put it back out there. Get more feedback until something feels good and that you've come to a solution especially knowing that you have time to figure it out. Avoid using techniques that don't feel good to you, okay? Be aware of your current journey. And if that's not where you are and that technique just doesn't work for you in this moment, you don't have to use that now. Can you figure out and explore something else? Which then leads me into learning and collaborating and partnering with others from others about what they're doing. How are they selling? What are the struggles, the challenges that they're experiencing? And how are they being creative about the solutions that they come up with so that they can be the business owner and entrepreneur that they need to be for their businesses? You know, the status quo is dictated by the people driving the conversation forward. And for a long time, people driving the conversation around entrepreneurship or the status quo around entrepreneurship and business has not been people of color, BIPOC folks, women of color, queer folks. Even though we are the largest community starting businesses. And so now there is that time. We are in this moment where we can come together, drive the conversation forward together towards a new way of building entrepreneurship, of recreating entrepreneurship so that we can create our own systems of wealth, of abundance and sustainability that we want to see for ourselves. So 
let's do that. Let's do let's do that together. And I'm happy that I get to be part of that. I'm happy that I'm finding other folks who are doing and want that same goal and mission in entrepreneurship. Okay, that is it for me. Again, please come on over if you haven't done so. Come on over to beabosscoaching.com and come read my blog. You can come read more about me. If you're interested in booking a call with me, if you're starting a business and you want to also, you're also in the same journey. You want to figure out what does it look like for you to to build an entrepreneur identity and have be in that mindset and create something new. Hit me up. I'd love to get to know you. I'd love to get to know what kind of business you'd like to start or are starting or have started and how you can create a business that's aligned with you, that you feel good about, and that you are in alignment with, and I'm here for you. So come on over, send me a contact form, and you can also DM me on Instagram at Be A Boss Coaching. And if you'd like to get some free resources, I do have a couple of guides that you can download over at my at my website. I have the the social media guide for introvert entrepreneurs. If you're starting out your social media journey for your business, that is a great first start. And also the entrepreneur guide or mindset guide to build an entrepreneur mindset. And that's also on my website, downloadable. It's free. You can just download it, which goes over the five principles that you can practice every day to build that entrepreneur mindset. It's all it's it takes work. It takes practice. It doesn't grow overnight. And it is something that you need to begin to embrace, especially if you're someone like me who has transitioned from a nine to five to now a full time business owner. Next week, I will be having an interview with Stephanie Olano. She is the owner of Todos Therapy where she provides a private practice for young adults struggling with anxiety and imposter syndrome. And where she also talks about her newest venture, Awkward Money, which provides financial coaching. So if you're interested, please come on over. You won't want to miss our conversation. I hope to see you there. And come back to Be A Boss Coaching. Let me know what you thought about this episode, what thoughts came up for you. And I'd love to know what resonated with you and come on over to be a boss coaching on Instagram and leave a comment or you can also obviously send me a DM however there's many ways that you can get in touch with me anybody else still kind of worried about this whole alien thing I definitely was worried but anyway (laughs) that's for another episode perhaps we have aliens I don't know that's just a thought I ran about I had but that's me I'm random sometimes. All right. Have a great rest of your week. And don't let the aliens get hold of your Wi-Fi. That's all. Bye.